Hello and welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins. And today we're joined by Sam Glanzer from Unique Products. Uh, Sam is the Director of Recognition and Rewards at Unique. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to be with you today. Did I get your title right? Sometimes I mess that up. Yes, yes. Uh, Director of Rewards and Recognition. Uh, Sam, why don't you go ahead and, and give us a little bit of your background in the industry and, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. I've been uh, in the industry for over 10 years now. Um, I actually started out at Zango as an events coordinator, uh, so kind of diving right in with rewarding distributors for their um, accomplishments, taking them around the world. Um, I moved around a little bit in Zango. I was a promotions manager after some time in events. And uh, from there, uh, I got to work uh, with the recognition team as well. So promotions and recognition. And uh, from there, I continued developing programs and incentives and ways for us to uh, really celebrate the successes of our distributors. Um, I was with Zango for 10 and a half years. And, and just recently, I've started uh, working at Unique in a very similar role, um, coming up with ways to really celebrate and reward their presenters at Unique uh, for all the amazing things that they do and how they're driving their businesses and 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 really the industry. So that's kind of where I've been, and and it's been an exciting an exciting ride. Perfect, and you know that kind of that coincides with some or not necessarily totally aligns, but I, I think you and I have some some similar or or uh, complementary experience because I've I've always worked on the commission side of things um, and working with companies and developing their commission plans and, and a lot of that is about rewards and recognition but one of the things that we've been preaching uh, at Infotrex the last few years is that too often <clears throat> commissions and then rewards and incentives and contests aren't uh, aren't complimentary, right? That you kind of get the commissions team to the, that does their thing and the marketing team or the rewards team that does their thing. And I guess I'd be curious on your thoughts of how, how rewards and incentives and trips and promotions play into to, uh, how they should coexist with a comp plan. Because like you said, this is about rewarding people's successes and, and helping them to be motivated and passionate about uh, the products and the, oppor- and the opportunity. So how do you see those two worlds coexisting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, compensation plans are a key part of the industry and, and they're designed, clearly designed to reward people as they hit certain benchmarks along the way. Um, and many compensation plans reward uh, people very generously. Um, and, and, a, and a sound recognition plan as they go through those uh, ranks and accomplishments is, is key. Um, the way I see promotions and incentives coexisting with the compensation plan is kind of like a, an additional boost or additional bonus. Um, sometimes there's quite a bit of jump from one uh, rank or status to the next, and a promotion is something that keeps people engaged uh, in the short term. Um, it gives it gives people milestones along the way so that they can continue to 
um, have successes as they're as they're advancing uh, through the compensation plan, uh, which sometimes takes a little longer. And in addition to that, uh, it keeps things um, excited. It keeps distributors and presenters. Um, it gives them information, something to talk about currently right now um, that that drives the excitement and oftentimes the the momentum in their team. Hey, our company's doing this. And hey, if you do this, our company's doing this right now. Uh, we're always changing, always trying to be innovative. And and it ought to complement the compensation plan uh, kind of hand in hand, getting people to the end goal, um, which in most plans is at the very top level of the plan. So that's kind of how I see them coinciding and and really working together. Yeah, you know, and I, I like that take on it a lot because uh, <clears throat> in my mind, like you say, they need to be complementary, but they do have two distinct roles, right? And one of the nice things about incentives and contest rewards, uh, in my mind, is the fact that they're not permanent in nature, right? So people look at a comp plan, and especially where they're building potentially, you know, long-term wealth in that, they don't want that changing, right? And, and it's built with the expectation that, hey, if I build it, um, I, I'm building an organization that can be sustainable, whereas a contest or a short-term promotion or incentive is is a much different thing, right? Right from the get-go, everybody knows uh, this is short-term and, and a lot of what what is driven there is based on very specific deadlines. Um, and it can be very exciting and it can engage. Uh, first of all, it can help to build towards the comp plan, like you say, especially if it, if it's well thought out, it can be stepping stones uh, to the to the different milestones that you have in the comp plan. But there are also some people who who have no interest in the comp plan, right? They're, they're there for the product. They're there for um, the, the environment, right? The community, um, and they're passionate about the company, but they can be engaged, uh, in, in a contest. They can be a part of it. It can be something that they can get excited and talk about. Um, so, so I, like I said, I, I like what you said, and I'd be curious what your take is on what makes a really good incentive or promotion. Yeah. That's a that's a great question, and that's always the uh, that's that's what everybody is striving for. What is going? What type of promotion or contest is going to really strike it hot with the with the audience that you're going after, and and will really move the needle. Um, and in my experience, the the promotions and incentives that that I've seen that have been successful have a couple um, key elements that are involved. Um, one of the one of the one of the key elements is uh, a behavior. You need to identify a behavior that you want to um, affect, or or motivate, or give an incentive to. Whether it's uh, recruiting or sponsoring, whether it's sales, whether it's advancement uh, advancements through a plan. I think oftentimes we make the mistake and, and, and we say, hey, we have extra inventory of this product or, hey, we want to give away a bag or we want to give away this um, swag item. Let's, let's come up with something for people to do to earn this. Um, I think if we can identify the behavior first, 
uh, and then put a reward on that behavior or towards an incentive for people to do that behavior um, starting at point A and going to point B as opposed to the other way around, that's, that's the first step. And then once you know the behavior that you want, if you can identify a reward that justifies or, or, or that, that is um, comparable to the work that needs to be done to earn the reward, right? So that the work justifies the reward. Um, that's also key because you don't want to ask people to go sponsor 20 people and then give them a, a recognition pin for it, right? Or a, or a, some sort of trinket. You want the, you want the reward to be substantial enough so that people are excited and, and that it generates hope and, uh, potential for them to, right. It has to, the reward has to be within reach. So, so I think that's key is, is having a reward, having the the work justify the reward. And then the thing that kind of puts the cherry on the top is if that reward is something that your leaders um, are excited about and can buy into because they are your they are your uh, your group that is going to spread the word and really spread the excitement. Those are the people who are selling not only your products to the field, but also your promotions and marketing to their teams. And so if you can get them on board, then it will then it will just spread like wildfire throughout the organizations and people will will uh, take hold and dive into it with uh, with both feet. You know, you obviously can't see me because we're recording a podcast, but I am nodding my head vigorously. I totally, <laughs> totally agree with what you're saying there. Uh, especially, I mean, I agree with all your points, but the one that really stood out to me is starting with the behavior in mind. I think, like you say, I, I've seen so many people start with some other motive, right? Or, mm-hmm. or some other thought in mind where it's either oh, I, such and such a company did this, did this contest and I heard it went really well. So, so let's do it as well. Or we've got this extra product that we got to get rid of, or, or we've got this event coming up. And instead of thinking about, okay, what do we need as a company and what will our field be engaged by? Um, they're using something else to drive that. And in some cases, I can see – I've seen it personally not just flop but actually be counterproductive because especially when you're basing it off of what somebody else has done and you're not taking into account your own company culture and your own company comp plan. I got called in one time with a, a company I was doing some contract work with and they said, hey, you know, we we really uh, cut – our, our earners in this particular commission type over the last three months, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, you know, I just barely found out you guys have been running this promotion that rewards this particular behavior. And I said, that behavior is actually the opposite of the behavior you're trying to build with this bonus type. And they said, well, well, why did we do that then? And I, I said, I, I have no idea, but... <laughs> But but the very thing you were rewarding here is the opposite behavior that you're trying to build long term, and and the reality was, is they had heard about a promotion, 
uh, from somebody else and, and, and run almost an identical promotion and not taken into account in their case, their, their particular comp plan. But, but it can be anything. It can be culture. It can be a lot of things that you have to take into account. And so I, I liked your point about, Hey, start with a behavior and then build from there. And your point is excellent in that you need to think about how much work is somebody putting in to get this reward and is the reward too much or too little based on the on the work that we're asking. Yep. Uh, and I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the, the next thing I'd like to talk about, but I, I would like to get your specific uh, thoughts on this. Uh, what are some pitfalls? I mean, aside from from not thinking um, with with the behavior in mind, uh, what are some some other pitfalls that people run into or that you see happen? Sure, sure. Um, I think I think one pitfall uh, that we run into is we we create programs that we know will if people do it, it will generate this type of, of revenue or we can anticipate this level of sales. And so we, we feel like if we scale up um, with the work and the rewards, then the revenue generated will also scale up with it. But sometimes when we push things too far or too high, um, the, the work that is required to do um, feels out of reach, right? Beyond, beyond being able to be accomplishable to the masses. So one year we had an experience with this where we had this uh, week long, all expenses paid trip in an, in an exotic part of the world. And it was an amazing trip and an amazing reward. And so we set these requirements that would justify that reward at a certain level and the response that we got from the field uh, was was um, not as energetic as we thought it was. And when we when we dug into it, we realized that what people were looking at, kind of calculating in their minds, okay, if I was if I were to do that work to earn this reward, um, it's going to take me away. One, it's going to take me away from my core business. And maintaining and growing what I would have because it's going to divert my energies over here. And it's so much work to get that reward. It's in the time frame, would I really be able to reach it? And so in their minds, they're asking the question, is it worth it for me to divert my energies here? Or should I keep my energies where I'm at? And we just had a we just had a poor response for it. And so those are some of the pitfalls. One of the pitfalls, I think as we think we can scale it up, but then it puts it beyond reach of the masses. And so then we don't, we start not getting the response that we're initially looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can totally see that uh, where it just gets to the point where it fills out of reach. Um, One that I thought of uh, as I was kind of thinking through uh, this interview is and this comes back to my background in in being on the IT side of things um is having a really good incentive and a botched rollout uh that's maybe executed too quickly uh 
Yeah. And so there's confusion about where people stand, you know, and a lot of this comes down to making sure that people have visibility, making sure they understand where they're at. Maybe I've even seen it where people have too generic of rule or too vague of rules, right? And you think, oh, well, this makes sense. But then you get just flooded with calls. Well, what if this and this and this happen, right? Um, and so a, a good incentive, in, in my opinion, needs to seem very simple. But the way that it seems very simple is doing the proper legwork on the back end to think through the what ifs and to also put together the material needed to support the incentive. Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point on, on keeping it simple. Um, simple for uh, the most entry-level um, presenter or distributor is key, right? So that you can, so that you can uh, affect the masses. And along those same lines of simplicity, another pitfall would be having too many promotions or contests or um, prizes going on at the same time, because then you are forcing people to choose well, should I do this one or should I do this one? Um, and then when there are too many choices, people don't do any of them and they just go back to focusing on uh, their core business activities. So, yeah, I would completely agree with you. It, you we have to keep it simple, um, take out the complexities and then uh, not not have too many going on at the same time, because then you lose uh, you lose your bandwidth, your marketing bandwidth on what people can actually um consume from a from a marketing perspective yeah you know that reminds me when i was growing up my dad used to always say when people get confused they stop right they don't you know and we think that they might keep trying to work on a little bit and a little bit but the, the reality is they just stop right so confusion uh whether it's confusion because it, a particular incentive was poorly rolled out or confusion because they've got so many options you know, they just stop. And that it reminds me of going to to dinner with a, a large group when there's a ton of options. You're much better off having one or two options and then you can get to, to a consensus. When there's a bunch of options, you know, people spend a little time thinking about this or thinking about that and, and, and it doesn't become productive. So I think that that is very good advice, you know. Um, have good incentives, but have few enough of them that, that they're actually meaningful and exciting uh, and people can be working towards them. Yeah. Well, Sam, you know, I really uh, uh, am very appreciative of your time and your expertise. Um, this is something that, that I really think the industry is using more and more. I've been around the industry most of my life. And, and one of the things that has stood out to me is that uh, people are doing a better job of complementing what they're doing from a marketing standpoint and from a commission standpoint with meaningful contests um, and incentives. And, and the industry needs more people like you who are thinking through these things. And, um, and so we appreciate your wisdom and, and hope that you'll join us again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, in the industry, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about providing tools um, and resources for people to be able to be successful and grow their businesses. And like you said, um, one more tool to help people along the way to be successful and to drive towards accomplishing and, and living their dreams. You know, that's, 
that's what we're laying the foundation for. So thanks for having me on, and uh, I appreciate you diving into the content like this. That's it for today's episode of the MLM.com podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and I want to give a special thanks to Sam Glanzer for his time uh, and expertise on, on this important subject. Uh, we also want to thank Jana Bangeter and Adam Holdaway for production support. We hope you'll join us next time.